You don't need a logo to start a business. You don't need a brand kit or a certain aesthetic. You don't need any of that. The only thing that you need is a solution to somebody's problem. Everything else can come with time. This is Kayla Fox, and you're listening to The Coach's Wife Podcast. Welcome to The Coach's Wife Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from what it's really like being married to a coach, how we deal with critical fans, the ministry of the coaching family, and everything in between. I'm your host, Kayla Fox wife of a high school football coach, and founder of the Fly Fox Apparel, a coach's wife boutique. Whether you're on your way to team dinner or picking up the slack at home while coach is at work, huddle up and rest assured, you can find joy and community as a coach's wife. And it can all start right here. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Coach's Wife podcast. As you're listening today, I'd love for you to take a screenshot and share that you are tuning in. Tag me and let me know. It always feels good to know that there really are people listening on the other side of this app. So today I am answering the top five business questions that I'm asked quite a bit. I think the reason coaches' wives are drawn to the idea of starting their own businesses is because it can be so hard finding a job when our husband's job often requires us to move pretty regularly. Who would want to hire us when our resumes look like we're a bunch of nomads just floating around, right? In this day and age, it really couldn't be easier to start something of our own. The only problem is that so many people are starting their own thing. So the question becomes, what can we do to stand out? What can we do differently to last? So those are some of the points that I'm going to make today. So without further ado, here are the top five business-related questions that I get often and my answers for each of them. Number one, how to stand out in an MLM. Now, I know a lot of people knock MLMs or multi-level marketing companies, um, calling them like pyramid schemes or saying that it's really not that person's business. I think it's important to look at any MLM that you're interested in joining and ask yourself a few things. One, do you love the products and do they work well? Two, how much am I really capable of making? And and be realistic with that. Don't look at the very top people in the company and be like, well, I could do that, you know, because that probably won't happen. But is there a good margin there for you? Is there a good way for you to make money? Um, Number three, is my company or upline okay with me marketing in a way that feels right to me? Or do I have to follow strict guidelines that leave little room for creativity? Guys, MLMs can be great if they serve their customers well and they really give their quote unquote employees the freedom to succeed. So assuming that you have found a company that checks out that you're really excited about, let's dive in. How can you actually make yourself stand out? Let's be real. There are likely thousands of other women selling the same thing you're selling. So why should they buy from you instead? The key to this is really just not being afraid to niche down and serve a specific group of people. So for example, if you sell weight loss products, you might be tempted to say that your ideal customer is anyone who wants to lose weight and live a healthier lifestyle. But the key to standing out is to niche down, to get more specific. So how do you do that exactly? First, Be honest about who you are. Are you a homeschool mom who wants to be healthy but has to get creative with her budget and time management to make herself a priority? 
then talk to other moms who are just like you. Are you an outdoorsy girl who would rather work out on an afternoon hike than in the gym? Talk to that girl. Or maybe you're a woman who has seen how your company's products have caused you and your husband to feel better, and in turn, your marriage has gotten stronger. Then talk to the women who want what you've experienced. Fight the temptation, guys, to copy and paste posts from your upline, and instead, share your own sincere story and an authentic take on how your products changed your life. By genuinely sharing and in your unique voice that only you can come up with, you're going to attract the right customers. You're going to capture the attention of your next biggest fan who is eager to get out their credit card when you share about your products because you're speaking specifically to her. And yes, in turn, you're going to turn some people away. But trust me on this. Being known for something specific and sharing encouragement and advice specifically to your ideal customer is what will grow your business more than anything. And it is sure to make you stand out amongst the noise of MLMs. So where to start? I stole this idea from Jenna Kutcher on her Gold Digger podcast. I'll link to it in the show notes if you haven't heard of it because it's freaking awesome. But she talks about picking five things to share about to serve your customer well. So for example, my business, the Fly Fox Apparel, is a game day boutique. But I specifically serve coaches' wives. Now, does that mean that people who aren't coaches' wives can't buy anything from me? No, but I'm speaking to coaches' wives. So when I'm writing in my emails and when I'm writing on social media and when I'm sharing video and all of those things, I'm talking directly to that person so that when a coach's wife is scrolling mindlessly, they come across my thing and they go, oh my gosh, that's so me. Or like, that's so true. I get it. And then they're more connected. They're hooked, right? So it's so important to know who our ideal customer is and to serve them really well. So back to the five things. So five things that you'll regularly see me talk about and post about are investing in your marriage, money-saving tips, meal tips, especially when you're feeding large groups of people, game day hacks, and the life as a coach's wife. See, I take a good look at who my ideal customer really is, and I think to myself, what else is going on in her life? What is she struggling with? How can I offer more than just shirts? And that's what you want to do, too. Consider who you're serving and look at their life as a whole. What could you offer them that would keep them coming back for more? What could you post that would cause them to follow you even if they're not ready to buy from you? Hint, it's probably not join my team. Not that there's not a place for that, but you'll probably gain so much more traction when sharing something that simply meets them where they're at. Bottom line, your business needs to be all about your customer. So think outside the box and serve them in a unique way. And I promise you, you will stand out and grow a loyal group of customers. Okay, next question I often get about business. How do I price my products or pay myself? This question gets me fired up because I nearly shut down my business two times because I wasn't paying myself or charging enough. So depending on what you sell or offer, your markups are will they will look different. So I can't give you an exact equation to follow, but I can give you some food for thought. If you're not paying yourself, guys, listen, you don't have a business. It's simply a hobby. And I know there's a lot of arguments about how, like, well, you got to invest in your business first and you got to do that, which is OK. There's a there's a place for that. But if you're not getting paid It's a hobby. It's not a business. Pay yourself something, even if it's small. Even if it's just a little something every month, you better be paying yourself. Now, maybe it is just a hobby. And hobbies are fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I used to have them (laughs) before I had kids. The thing about hobbies are that they're extra. 
They actually cost money most of the time. They are just for fun. Hobbies don't pay the bills. So I think all of us should do things once in a while that are just for fun. Sure. We shouldn't always be looking to make a buck. But if we have the desire to run a business or make money, we need to take our business seriously and charge the right amount. Have you ever done the math and figured out exactly how much your husband makes coaching per hour? (laughs) I don't recommend it. I love my husband's job and I couldn't imagine him doing anything else. But his paycheck doesn't reflect the amount of time and energy he actually puts into it. Instead of complaining or growing bitter, years ago, I started getting scrappy and finding creative ways to make and save money. That's when I discovered Rakuten. Rakuten is a free program that allows you to shop as usual, then sends you cash back on qualifying purchases. Whenever I go to check out on Amazon or Target or eBay or lots of other stores too, I simply click the little purple R button on the corner of my screen and voila! At the end of the quarter, I get a check in the mail. No catches, no cost, just cash in my pocket. Sign up today using the link in our show notes to get your first check and join me in making every dollar count. Did you catch that I said that I almost shut down the Fly Fox two times because I wasn't good at this? (laughs) Guys, I was selling shirts like crazy. And at the time, I was making them with my little silhouette and heat press in my salon that was attached to my house. So not only was I selling a lot of shirts, but it was consuming so much of my time. Then I would take the money that I would make to pay for my products and invest in new products to grow my business, which sounds like the right thing to do, but this is where it became a hobby because I wasn't taking home money and I had bills to pay. I mean, guys, we had four kids and my husband's a teacher and a coach. We had bills to pay, okay? But I wasn't bringing home money even though I was selling a lot. The truth was I wasn't charging enough for the shirts I was making, enough for me to pay for my products, invest in my business, set aside money for taxes, and make an income. Now, you would think that charging a lot less for my products was doing my customer a favor, right? Because a lot of people want to be the cheapest. They kind of want to undercut and be like, this is really affordable. But the truth was, I was doing my customers a disservice. And if you're not charging enough, you are too. Because how can you keep serving your customers well and providing for them when your business is closed? You can't. The only reason that I can show up day after day for my customers and encourage them and make them smile and provide great products for them and do this fun little podcast is because I charge enough for my products. And of course, this doesn't mean that you can just slap any price tag on anything and say, but I have to stay in business. You have to look at competitors' prices and make sure that you're within range and again, provide so much more than a good product. When you and your brand are showing up for your customers in an incredible way day after day, you have earned the right to charge what you are worth and so you can afford to keep serving them. So the bottom line is you have to know your numbers and you have to take yourself seriously. If you realize what you need to charge to stay afloat and you're afraid it's too much, then step back and ask yourself if there's any way that you can save money on your end or see if there's anything more that you can provide for your customers for free that would add value to their lives and make them eager to grab their credit card. This is why a lot of entrepreneurs will sell a book or a product, but then they'll throw in freebies like a mini course or a video series or like a free checklist or workbook to go along with the sale. It actually costs them nothing but time And it adds so much value to the customer. So everyone wins because the customer is well served and the business owner is properly compensated so that she can continue to serve her customer well. It's a win-win. Okay, I'm going to get off my high horse here. (laughs) I get a little fired up about that one. The next thing that I hear quite a bit that has always puzzled me is when someone says something like, I'm excited to start my business, but I need to come up with my logo first. 
This sounds innocent enough, right? Like, okay, I just want to be prepared. But guys, you don't need a logo to start a business. You don't need a brand kit or a certain aesthetic. You don't need any of that. The only thing that you need is a solution to somebody's problem. Everything else can come with time. So say you want to start a cleaning business. You don't need a business card or a logo or even a clever slogan. What you do need is to find people who need their home or business cleaned, and you can tell them, hey, I can do that. Like, this sounds so elementary, but guys, people overcomplicate business so much, especially women. We make it so much harder than it has to be. Maybe it's because we just really want it to be beautiful or we want to get it right. Or maybe it's because deep down we're afraid we'll fail, so we just keep dragging our feet. But in this day and age, it is easier than ever to start a business and start getting paid. Maybe you're actually confused because you know you should start a website and a social media account and you need an image to post that represents your business. So friend, listen up. Post a picture of you, of yourself. People now more than ever would just rather buy from people. Show your face and let them get to know you a little bit. This doesn't mean that you have to reveal your deepest, darkest secrets or post what you're eating every day. But let any potential customer see who you are. Let them hear your voice, quote unquote, through like video or captions and learn to know, like, and trust you. This is the most surefire way to make your business stand out among competitors. No one else talks just like you, looks just like you, or likes all the same things that you do. If I saw two businesses on Facebook that sold the same necklace that I wanted to buy, and one had a beautiful logo that made her business look professional, and the other had a girl who was hilarious and genuine and made me feel less alone after posting a video of her kid throwing a fit at Target that morning, you better believe I'm going to buy the necklace from the girl I could actually relate to. And hint, it's not the one that's all professional. (laughs) All that being said, if you have started your business and actually... And you do actually want to make a logo to place on your website or on your packaging. You can hire a graphic designer or you can create your own for free on the app Canva. But guys, please promise me you will not get all caught up in the fluff of branding colors and fonts and logos. Be a little scrappy and be yourself. Okay, the next question I often hear is not really one specific question, but one I have to answer for a multitude of questions that I ask. I'm asked. So... The question is, where do I go to learn more about how to grow and scale my business? Guys, I learn from so many people. I'm kind of obsessed with learning, which is funny because I never really liked school, but school never taught me the things I was interested in. (laughs) So there are two people that have taught me more than anyone else. One I mentioned earlier, Jenna Kutcher from the Gold Digger podcast. Like I said, I'll link that in the show notes. Jenna shares so much about branding and marketing and how to connect with your ideal customer in a way that's sincere and genuine. She's over 400 episodes deep these days, so her podcast is bound to keep you busy for a while. The other resource that I'm obsessed with is Donald Miller with Business Made Simple. He's the creator of StoryBrand, which is a marketing strategy that uses elements of story to connect with your customer and sell without being salesy. I'll connect to his podcast in the show notes as well. Nine times out of ten, when I'm asked a business-related question, my answer is pretty much coming straight from Jenna or Donald. So tune into their podcast each week as well and take a lot of notes. You guys will love them. Okay, the last question I often get is, I want to start something, but I'm not sure what. How do I know what to do? I love this question, guys, because it's like the beginning of a brand new chapter. There's so much potential on the other side of this question. The possibilities are endless. 
But in the meantime, what should you actually do? <laughs> so here's what I would say. First of all, think about what would be the most ideal structure for you. Are you looking for the kind of business that will evolve into a nine to five? Or would you ideally just love to work like five to 10 hours a week? Do you want to do something with your hands or in person? Or would you rather do something online that's a little bit more hands off? For myself, for example, I knew I wanted to do something creative, but I also needed the hours to be super flexible as I have four small kids and sometimes can only work for like 30 minutes at a time. Having set hours just wasn't going to work for me. Neither would working outside the home. As much as I loved cleaning houses, and I used to back in the day, I couldn't bring my kids with me and clean somewhere. What's that saying where they talk about if you, like, cleaning with your kids awake is like brushing your teeth while eating Oreos? That's how it would be anyway if I had to bring them with me. It wasn't going to (laughs) work. So as much as I have loved, like, home decor, staging homes, cleaning homes, I knew I needed something that let me work from home in my leggings and oversized t-shirts while I rocked babies instead. It's easy to think about the things we would enjoy doing, but it's harder to be realistic about what would actually benefit you and your family. So be honest about what kind of structure would work best for you. When you're honest about that and what would be the most ideal for you, it's easier to start thinking about things you would enjoy and then let them run through that ideal structure filter. Do this with a few different ideas and see what's left standing. Now, don't get too discouraged when you see all the ideas that don't make it through the filter. Stages of our lives are constantly changing and evolving and something that wouldn't make sense for us right now might be perfect for us to do in a few years. For instance, someday I would love to travel and speak at events and do book tours and all of that stuff. But for now, I know I need to be home with my kids. 5, 10, 15 years from now, my life will look different and I may be able to do some of those things. But trying to do that now would only cause more stress in my life and in the lives of my family. And honestly, it would not be worth it. The last thing you want to do is start your business because you want more time and financial freedom. But then end up being strapped and short on time because you made the wrong choice. Be picky about what you decide to do and don't forget you can always pivot as the season of your life changes. No amount of money or success will ever trump the peace and joy in your own home. So be honest about where you're at in life and find a way to serve people that feels right to you. Okay, that wraps up my top five business questions. Was any of this helpful to you? Be sure to join us in the huddle by the Fly Fox Apparel on Facebook to join in the discussion, ask more questions, and cheer on other coaches' wives who are navigating their next business steps these days too. And as always, I'll be in the group and over here cheering you on. If this episode encouraged you today, I'd love it if you take a moment to subscribe and leave a review. Your downloads and feedback will help me to deliver the best content that meets you right where you are. If you're a coach's wife who could use a little pep talk once in a while, check out the Fly Fox Apparel. It's a coach's wife boutique and online community designed to bring joy and encouragement to every coach's wife. To learn more, head to theflyfoxapparel.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Fly Fox Apparel. That's F-L-Y-F-O-X Apparel.